breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Get you ready tonight for the showdown on Sunday between the Elks and the Argos at Commonwealth Stadium. It's going to be on 6.30, Chad, with the countdown to kickoff at 3.30 and the game starting at 5. CFL tonight, a minute 45 left in the first quarter. Hamilton leading Montreal 6-0. And we will kick it off this evening with one of the all-time greats in the Canadian Football League. He'll be going on the Wall of Honor at Commonwealth Stadium when the Elks play Ottawa on August. 27th former receiver Terry Vaughn checking in tonight Terry you're on with Reed how are you doing I'm doing well how about yourself I'm doing very well it's a pleasure to talk to you Terry uh, let everybody know where you're living these days and what you're up to well I live in uh, Arizona in Chandler it's a suburb of uh, the Phoenix area um, yeah I live there with my family and for the state uh, as a parole officer and kind of helping people, you know, kind of get their lives back together when they get released from prison. How did you get into that after you after you left football? How did you become a parole officer? Um, it was just uh, I took a year off, and it was just something I've always uh, liked so- social work and helping people, and um, that's kind of how I got into it. Okay. Well, good for you. Do you like? Do a lot of your colleagues know you played professional football, or do you not talk about uh, <laughs> that past part uh, of your life? <laughs> I don't typically talk about it, but I get asked about it quite a bit because I have uh, pictures in my office. So. <laughs> So kind of hard to hide it. Okay, well, good for you for doing that, and thanks for joining us tonight. And obviously really cool news that you're going on the Wall of Honor. It's going to happen August 27th when the Elks play Ottawa. Tell me about getting the news that you were going on the Wall. Very surprising. Um, You know, I thought I was uh, taking a call with uh, Dave Jamison, and uh, it happened to be Dave Jamison, Adam Watts, and uh, Ricky Ray actually broke the news to me. Um, But we were just catching up initially, and, uh, you know, after about, you know, five to ten minutes, then they told me. So it it was a surprise. Well, that's pretty cool, and and interesting. You had, you had Ricky on the call because you and you and he played together for a, a couple of seasons and had a pretty good connection. Correct, and uh, yeah. So it was uh, when Ricky got inducted into the Hall of Fame. I actually uh, uh, sent him a speech as well um, for his Hall of Fame in, induction, and uh, yeah. So it was befitting that he was on the call as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Terry, I, I remember you playing very well. I, I, I liked you better in green and gold than I liked you in red and white. I can tell you that. Probably most people listening did. But, uh, you know, the, and I was talking about you yesterday on the show because the news came out in the afternoon, and I, I said, you know, if you didn't say you see Terry Vaughn play, he was the yak master, the, the yards after catch guy. And, and I know you could go deeper down the field, but that's the one thing I really remember about you was uh, a shorter or a medium pass and then you would go to work from there uh is is, is, why were you good at that and is that a fair way for me to remember you if i had to sum it up for people who didn't see you play well no that's a fair assessment um but 
you know, uh, when I was in high school, college, um, you know, I was a, initially a running back. So um, I was a running back with gifted hands, and, you know, I could always catch a football. And uh, But the natural transition over my career from uh, college to professionally uh, football, I eventually uh, became a receiver. And uh, that's, you know, once you catch a ball, I become a receiver or a running back in essence. And uh, so that's kind of what you see. Um, and I think also being a security blanket for a quarterback, um, being able uh for a quarterback to throw a five-yard pass and, you know, in turn, turn it into a 20- or 30-yard gain is, a, is a, a big asset for a quarterback, for a young quarterback. Well, and, and you were very good at that. Like I said, you you could really get that ball, and uh, and then you could scamper. What what was the story? Uh, how you came to the Canadian Football League? Obviously, you joined Calgary, and and they had a pretty good team uh, when you went there. What's your story be, behind how you got to Canada? Well, initially, uh, I was with the Arizona Cardinals, and I signed with them uh, right after the draft, and. Uh, Made it all the way through camp, and uh, and uh, was uh, had the opportunity to be on the practice squad, and thought that was going to happen, and then it didn't happen, and then you know I eventually got cut, and then it was kind of like, okay, uh, my agent at the time said, hey, um, Calgary has your rights in the CFL. And at the time, I knew a, l- a little bit about the CFL, not much, but I knew a little bit. Uh, one of my college teammates, uh, Ed Cousy, who was an offensive lineman at Arizona, he had just got drafted in the CFL in like the third round. And I'm like, okay, I didn't really understand, you know, because Ed didn't play a whole lot at University of Arizona, but he was still drafted. Um, in the third round, so I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll give it a chance, give it a look, and I did. Uh, and what was the biggest adjustment for you coming up to uh, to play Canadian football after playing with four downs? For, for everyone, I, I would assume it's the waggle uh, towards the line of scrimmage, uh, especially for receivers uh, in the American game. We don't typically, we don't have that. And uh, also, it's a three-down game versus a four-down game, and uh, but it's uh, after that it's just football. You know, it's other than that it's it's football. So once I got adjusted to the waggle and got used to it, um, yeah, I uh, took advantage of it. Terry Vaughn joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He's going on the Double E Wall of Honor August 27th when the Elks play Ottawa. So this question might sound a little silly, Terry, but I often ask uh, players this because I I think there is a point where uh, an athlete has to have this realization and you have this incredible career that we're looking back on, but you didn't know it was going to go that way. Uh, When did you realize you were good in the CFL? You know what I mean? Like, when did you realize, like, okay, I'm one of the top dogs here. I could do this. Um, I've always felt it didn't matter what level 
football I played, I know once I got an opportunity, that's all I really, really needed. Um, you know, my talent would take over and, you know, and it would be obvious from that point on. Um, Calgary, uh, when I came there, um, you know, I came there with Alan Pitts and, you know, I'm like looking at this guy, he's 6'4", 220, and he's a great receiver. And I'm like, you know, what are you, what are you doing here? You know, you should be, um, you know, playing in the NFL, you know, but it's, uh, football is one of those games where, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that can play the game, but don't get the opportunity to play the game, you know? So, um, fortunately I got an opportunity in Calgary, uh, and, uh, you know, made a few plays and, uh, got a chance to play and, you know, start, and the career kind of took off from there. But, you know, when I came to Calgary, we probably had about 15 receivers and only uh, we all competing for one spot. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> Jeez. It was, uh, but, uh, you know, I kind of, that was my spot. Well, you went out and grabbed it. And, and interesting, I, I just double-checked, because uh, I wanted to double-check the overlap. Uh you played a lot more with uh, Garcia than Flutie, so I'll, I'll ask you more about Jeff than about Doug. And, and Jeff has been on this show a couple times over the years because you know he went to the NFL and made the Pro Bowl and was pretty good uh, in the NFL as well. But uh, tell me a little bit about the connection you were able to build with, with Jeff Garcia. Well, I would say the difference between Jeff and Doug, uh, both of those guys are extremely athletic. Um, but... Uh, Doug uh, enjoyed throwing through the slot backs, sponges so and pits. And uh, so when I came into the league, yeah, I was playing outside receiver. And so you didn't see a whole lot of balls out there. <laughs> and so um, that's just kind of how Doug liked to do things. But when Jeff became a quarterback, our starting quarterback, uh, Jeff liked to spread the ball around uh, to everybody. Um, and he utilized the, you know, Z receiver, X receiver a little bit more than Doug did. And so I was able to get involved in the offense a little bit more. And, you know, a lot of times I would only get the ball, you know, twice a game. So, I knew I wasn't getting the ball because, you know, the lion's share of the passes were going to going to Sapunjus and Allen Pitts. And so when I did get the ball, I knew I had to do something with the ball. And, you know, typically I did that. Terry Vaughn joining us on Inside Sports. So you, you played with the Stamps 95 to 98. And then you came to uh, Edmonton, and I remember when that happened. That was a pretty big deal that you decided to uh, to move up the highway. Uh, I'm sure the fans in Calgary weren't happy about it. Uh, it tell us about changing teams at that time. I, I don't know if it, I, I can't remember the full circumstances. So what was the story? Well, uh, in '98, we had about eight or nine guys that made All-Star team, and we also had about eight or nine guys who were due to have their contracts reworked and I was you know already financially making a little bit more than those guys and so I knew um, I kind of figured that they wouldn't be able to pay me you know so I cut a deal with uh, 
Saskatchewan, so I'm going to Saskatchewan. And Hugh Campbell call, gives me a call uh, before I take my flight to Saskatchewan, and he says, hey, could you come up, fly up, come up here and see me before you go to Saskatchewan? I did, and uh, clearly I never made it out of Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he convinced you to stay, eh? Well, that's uh, well. We're glad that worked out. Uh, now, your your first couple of years though here, uh, I mean, the team made the playoffs in '99, but they they weren't that great. Only six wins. Uh, a little better in uh, in 2000. A little better in in 2001. Uh, but you know, kind of couldn't get over the hump in some playoff games. And then obviously in '02. You know, Jason started the season. Ricky takes over. Um, but was it like was it tough those first couple of years? Because you know Don Matthews was here and the team was kind of searching for a quarterback. But there were also a lot of pieces there that were key parts of the championship team in '03. Yeah, I mean we had some winning pieces, but um, we didn't have uh, you know. You know, quarterback play. Uh, we had a stable of quarterbacks, but um, I guess no one could take the grasp of job, take the job, and lead us to where we needed to go. But we started picking up pieces um, each year, and uh, you know, 2001, 2002, 2003. You know, those were the years where you know we were equally. Uh, good on offense and and defense yeah and obviously uh the championship uh in 03 uh you you eventually uh wound up i I believe you were were you traded to montreal was that the trade for william loftus am i remembering the right guy yeah you're right i was traded to uh, montreal um um for william loftus and uh yeah so it was uh, for me that was kind of tough just because one I didn't see it coming, but two I just played the previous year. Um, you know my knee had been bothering me quite a bit that year, and everybody knew that. Um, and then you know I got traded, but you know once I got healthy again, you know from Montreal. You know, I had a really good year. Yeah, and uh, I, I know that one didn't go Montreal's way, but a, a classic Grey Cup game in overtime between Montreal and Edmonton in 2005. You also uh, played a season with Hamilton. Uh, Terry, when you look back now, or, or maybe if uh, maybe if a, an American kid at a university came to you now, you know, 17 years after you uh, left the CFL and said, Terry, you played in the CFL. Like, should I go up there? Like, what's this league like? Like, what, what, would, what would you say? I would say definitely. It's an opportunity to, you know, do what you love, for one. And football is such that there's a lot of people walking the street that are great football players, you know. And it's sort of that, you know, in the NFL, it's kind of like one of those things where people don't back, they don't value running backs anymore. It's because literally you can find a running back. Running backs, you know, come a dime a dozen. You can find them anywhere. And uh, so if you want an opportunity to play football, 
you know, Canada is a, a great op- opportunity to get your foot wet, feet wet. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of play, great players in the NFL that started in the CFL, you know, and that continues to happen. What do you remember most about Edmonton and not being a football player here, but also living here and being part of the community? Well, that's just that, the community. Um, Working in the community, um, meeting people in the community. I I really enjoyed the community. Um, First off, I I enjoyed my time in Alberta. You know, I loved Alberta. Um, Calgary and Edmonton, the people. And I love the fish. And um, so I I, I truly love the the province of Alberta. Um, But the community, um, they were, they, you know, both places took me in and uh, treated me well. Now, where did you like to go fish? I got to ask you that. (laughs) Um, Well, it was. I went to a few places outside. I would go to a few places outside, just outside of the city of Edmonton. Um, a few lakes. I can't remember what the lakes are. Names of the lakes are. But um, me, Shannon Garrett, few a few guys. We would go out fishing quite a bit, and you know we'd take some of the younger guys with us, and uh, that's kind of how we spent some of our free time. Well, a, a relaxing way to spend some time away from the field for sure. Terry, uh, I wish we had more time, but thanks for being so generous with the time you did give us tonight. Uh, well deserved that you're going on the Wall of Honor, so you're going to be uh, in town here for the game on August 27th between the Elks and the Red Blocks. Uh, Red Blocks. Again, congratulations, uh, and thanks for letting everybody know what you're up to these days as well. I know you're doing great work as a parole officer. Thank you so much for coming on Inside Sports. Not a problem. Thank you again. That is Terry Vaughn joining us as we get the show rolling on a Friday night. That is uh, an honor to talk to him. Yeah, six seasons with the green and gold between 99 and 04. And, uh, I mean, a 1,000 yards in all six of his seasons here. Uh, 11 straight 1,000-yard seasons in the CFL. And as I was talking to him, just just deadly when he uh, once he had the ball in his hands. He wasn't one of those guys who got caught and got tackled. He would, he would make players miss and get those valuable yards after the catch. And he's uh, going to be the 42nd player to go on the Wall of Honor. Reed Wilkins with you. We uh, have more coming up. We'll uh, get you ready for the game between the Elks and the Argos, of course, on Sunday. We got a really interesting story a little bit later on about a guy trying to get into the Guinness Book of World Records by attending games as quickly as possible. He's coming on to tell his story. That's all ahead. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Halfway through the second quarter, Montreal leading Hamilton 14-6. Hamilton started strong, but Alouettes have kind of taken over here lately. Blue Jays and the A's are 4-4 in the fifth. The Edmonton Stingers in the Canadian Elite Basketball League visiting the Brampton Honey Badgers tonight and Edmonton leading 45-30 at the half. That game last night uh, ended just as we went off the air. The Stingers lost 88-83 in Scarborough. All right, what are the Elks going to do with a couple key injuries? Arsenal, Ed Ganey. 
Brandon Escott will check in with that when we get back.